Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Rabbi's Office, the podcast. I am your host, Rabbi Daniel Chorney, and I am going to see if this turns into a, another way that I can share my thoughts and ideas with the world in a way that uh, perhaps is not as accessible through my Substack. Speaking of which, if you would like to see the written versions of my ideas, uh, most of them are living on my Substack. So that would be rabchorny.substack.com. That's R-A-B-B-C-H-O-R-N-Y dot substack.com. And you can also find me on my subreddit, Rabbi's Office. Um, I don't do Twitter but I do Facebook and LinkedIn. And uh, anyways, I am reachable, but let's talk a little bit more about uh, what this podcast is hopefully going to be about. I've come to realize that there's a lot of um, strife in the world and a lot of suffering. And I think that by sharing a little bit of my tool set as a rabbi and as a human, I can help some people find their way through this very complicated existence that we have, and perhaps even uh, reverse some of the damage that previous generations have inflicted upon us and themselves um, through my through my humble contribution. I don't know how long these episodes will be. I don't know if this will be just me talking into the microphone. I don't know where this is going, but I do know that if I don't do something, then then I know that it will go nowhere. So please bear with me as I work out the technical elements surrounding um, podcasting, such as a lot of the pauses that we take in normal speech, the ums and the likes, etc. I don't have the sophistication yet for that kind of editing, but uh, if you are someone who would like to work with me, I would love to have an editor or someone who can help me make my messages more concise and better um, developed. So for the time being, I am going to start off by reading off my first entry into uh, Substack, which this is, this is from my entries titled Ecclesiastes Disclaimer, uh, subtitled Stop Me If You've Heard This One, and I published it on May 25th, 2022. So, wow, I can't believe it's been that long since I've started writing for Substack. Uh, that's amazing. Um, kind of cool. So let me let me begin, and I'm just going to start reading through this, and I guess I'll just divert from it whenever I feel like I want to explain something further. Um, here we go. Any and all ideas and musings that have that may resemble the work of others is entirely coincidental. Any apparent plagiarism is completely unintentional. I am happy to add citations and give credit where it is due when made, hopefully kindly, aware of my intertextual errors. So. I really do believe this. If I make a mistake in citation or if I tell an idea that you think it just exists somewhere else and, you know, I'm just being derivative, I'm totally here for that kind of um, that kind of rebuke. Although, please do it uh, gently. I am only one guy trying to get my ideas out there. I'm not a company. I'm not a corporation. Um, and I don't think you'd want me to be a corporation at this stage. In any event, um, I'll continue in the article. We learn in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, only that shall happen which has happened, only that occur which has occurred. There is nothing new beneath the sun. 
Growing up with my entire Western world's cultural output available at my fingertips all the time, I always assume that anything resembling an original thought is probably something I picked up somewhere else. Someone laughs at my wisecracks at a party and I start to sweat. I have been caught accidentally performing someone else's jokes or even worse, an entire monologue from a movie we've all seen. An idea for a sermon, an article, or a class is never fully mine enough to claim with confidence. Ideas are like precious jewels that tarnish when mishandled. And credit to the actual progenitors of ideas is like the receipts to show that the gems are real and ethically sourced. So please be patient with me. Perhaps amid all the memes and the deja vu, an original idea might find the light of day. And I hope that you will engage with me about those. Wow, that was a very, very short beginning. Um, I think that I'm going to do uh, a spontaneous thing here. I'm going to seek another article that I think will give you guys a sense of my sense of humor and a sense of my my way of thinking. So I'm going to take one that I wrote not far long ago titled, um, I'm Worried About Tucker Carlson. Okay, don't judge me yet. Uh, there's, 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 there's stuff to be, you know, learned here. Um, but I hope that you'll enjoy it if I can get it on my screen. And of course, my internet is killing me right now. Anyway, um, here we go. So this is one, this is one titled, I'm worried about Tucker Carlson. Please don't call me, hear me out. And, um, this one I wrote, I published, excuse me, on May 8th, 2023. It's been a few weeks since the breaking news reached me that Tucker Carlson, the highest earning journalist in television history, had been summarily fired from Fox News. Immediately, I saw my social media environment celebrating this momentous victory for the left, for democracy, for decency. I found this puzzling. What did he do that got him, that got him here? What is going to happen next for Tucker Carlson? Fast forward a few days and I get more news, admittedly not from either news channel referenced in this essay. Don Lemon was also fired from his position at CNN. Though he is nowhere near the economic force that Carlson was for Fox News, I thought it was very odd that Mr. Lemon, who was celebrated for their authenticity and centrist liberal pro-democratic opinions, was suddenly in the same place as his buffoonish counterpart. Even more surprising to me was how quickly his private behavior got trotted out to justify his dismissal and how quickly his audience turned on him for it. But I'm ultimately not worried about Don Lemon. And let me tell you why. Don Lemon, for all of his very human failings, built his career upon the kind of journalistic integrity that Fox News simply threw to the wind. He worked to make his arguments based upon verifiable facts because he understands that reality is complicated enough without feeding more lies into the mix. And to quote one of our generation's great teachers, when you go low, we go high. Don Lemon has what to atone for. So do I and everyone else who has tried to make it in this mess of a world that we inherited. We are only now starting to wake up to the fact that things we were taught to take for granted have an uncertain future. We are skeptical of the treasured institutions of yesteryear. 
We are made to confront day in and day out an existential crisis that none of us is fully responsible for, but must work together to overcome anyway. I'm not worried about Don Lemon. Overall, he works to tilt the scales of justice in the correct direction, even when he fails to live up to our very high expectations for proper behavior from a public figure. Never mind the intersectional unicorn that Don Lemon represented in the news world. Never mind all the challenges and frustrations that it took to have the privilege of getting angry at someone for being just a little bit more human than we expected from cisgendered white males in America. I'm not worried because Don Lemon can change and make amends. Excuse me. I, I'm not worried because Don Lemon can change and make amends to do what our tradition, that's the Jewish tradition, calls teshuvah. We can repent for his wrong. Excuse me, he can repent for his wrongdoing, and he will be surrounded by trusted friends and loved ones who will support him through his journey because they actually care about him. They want the person known as Don Lemon to live well and to do well. Mr. Lemon is going to be okay. But Tucker Carlson is not going to be okay. As of this writing, I haven't been reading the articles, by the way, about his texting habits. In fact, as of this recording, I haven't read them either because I honestly don't care about them. Uh, but I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say that whatever that he wrote on those on those exchanges has no bearing on my take on this very, very sad, sad little man. As much as I must admit it, I was glad to see him go. Excuse me. I, I must admit that I was glad to see him go. Having expressed my feelings about why I am not worried about Don Lemon puts into stark relief why I have to be concerned for Tucker Carlson. But first, a word about the settlement. Fox News had just come to record to a record-breaking $787.5 million settlement with Dominion Voting Systems. Oh, you didn't know that? You didn't remember that Fox News had just come up with that? Had just had to pay that? How long have people been talking about the fact that we will never get a full airing of what happened at Fox News because the company's investors only care about getting paid? Sorry, that was a little bit unclear. The company Dominion Voting Systems, their only imperative is to make sure their investors get paid. Are we going to talk about how a corporation doesn't suffer defamation the same way an individual does? Are we going to talk about the damage that was done to the employees and other stakeholders, including the American people as a whole? The damage that was done to these that will not be made whole out of those millions of dollars? What about all the other bodies left in the wake of Rupert Murdoch's fire sale of overseas assets? He just concluded to backstop the legal proceedings with mere hours before the start of opening statements of the trial. Countless lives are being affected worldwide by the misbehavior of the Murdochs, and given their rivalry with the Turners, who founded CNN, and that CNN is now owned by Warner Brothers Discovery Incorporated, which is controlled primarily by the Vanguard Group Incorporated, it would not surprise me if we soon find out that someone along the chain of influence was contacted by the Murdoch's representatives to say something to the effect of, descends now. Do what you have to do. Close the shop. You see, Tucker Carlson is merely a tool to people like the Murdoch's. His ability to earn them money was only so valuable. To that he managed to polarize and consistently lie to the American people was much more valuable to the Murdochs than ad and cable revenues. They got to tweak the very psyche of all Americans 
putting an end, excuse me, putting even an even bigger buffoon in the White House, shattering the world's confidence in America's reliability as a partner to keep very real and competent threats to the entire biosphere at bay. They and the entire class of humans who travel in their circles have sown distrust between people, stoked anti-Semitism, racism, and misogyny, while believing in nothing but their own comfort and how to maintain it. And Tucker Carlson's usefulness to them has run its course. So where does this leave Tucker? And before you say, what about the text messages? I caution that nothing he has written will make him any more or less deserving of what he's getting. We can all agree that the world is better without him on the main stage, but the story isn't over yet. Each and every day for the rest of his life, Tucker Carlson will have to grapple with the damage that he has inflicted on civilization and face the question, do I carry on or do I change course? He might retire or seek political office, but that won't feed his ego the same way that controlling the minds of millions did. He could go to Newsmax or some other, quote, news network um, that will give him unfettered access and control at least among the most dyed-in-the-wool MAGA Republicans. But can Tucker, Parl can Tucker Carlson repent? Can he and will he do tshuva? He is now the martyred voice of the far right in America and beyond. He is beloved for the very things that made him so detested by people on the left, myself included. But he's a smart man, and he has to wonder how long he can continue to give the base what they want. When he gets to the end of his capacity to keep up with the charade that he ever mattered beyond his usefulness for making people afraid to be free and desire a king, he will be surrounded by people who will vilify and discard him just as easily as the Murdochs, just with a lot more thirst for blood and tools for inflicting violence. He will be alone. He will be surrounded by all the nice things and people that being a reactionary propagandist has brought him. Has brought him. He will have to consider that all that wealth will be taken from him if he takes responsibility for his actions. He will be threatened and called all sorts of terrible things. He will be rolled into the same anti-Semitic tropes that he aired before his audience, seen as a mind-controlled puppet at best and as a traitor to his followers at worst. If Teshuvah is possible for Tucker Carlson, it's going to be very hard to achieve, and he's only the tool. Our High Holiday Liturgy reminds us that we are all tools in God's hands and could be easily discarded when we outlive our usefulness. But the great thing about God's hands is that they are guided by infinite mercy and love and a desire for our improvement. For you, God, excuse me, quote, for you, God, do not desire the death of the guilty, rather that they turn from their path and live, and you wait for them until the day of their death. And if they repent, you receive them immediately. It is true, for you are their creator, and you understand their inclination, for they are but flesh and blood. That's a citation from the um, from the Unetane Tokef, which is a wonderful a liturgical poem that we recite uh, during the High Holidays about about this very idea that we are actually all in God's hands, but God's hands are the best hands to be in. I sincerely hope that someone can help Tucker Carlson. God knows he doesn't really deserve them. So thank you so much for going on this adventure with me. 
Um, I hope to get a lot of feedback and perhaps uh, some collaborators and some compatriots. Um, my ideas are, are, you know, hard for me to communicate sometimes. And sometimes I talk a little bit too abstract or too lofty. And uh, it's nice to be brought down to earth every now and then. So please, please, please be in touch with me. See my Substack. Rabbi's Office uh, is the name. Uh, come to my to my subreddit. That's r slash Rabbi's Office. And uh, I hope to meet you all very soon in the cyberspace and in the meat space. Um, if I don't hear from you before then, have a great week and a Shabbat Shalom. And uh, I look forward to see where this goes.